that's it. He didn't go to the quad on the left. Amble was so clever, so good. And Murphy is it. What a goal. What a blues. The young and the old together. The ground and there it is. Paulson, McGovern again. Oh, yes. This to give Carlton the lead. They're in front. The Blue Boys. Stopping and dropping. Betts gets in and the table here was gone. And you can put down the glasses. It's an amigo. It's an amigo for the finish it off. Kick it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to a very special edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. It's your host Jed Zetzer here alongside Harrison Hymans and we are here to do our list analysis after round six for the Carlton Football Club. We're going to do one after round six, after round 12 and then after the season and just take a look at where our list is at at each stage of the year and sort of see how our players float from one group of the list to another. Bolt, welcome to the show. Good to be back, Zeus. So I thought this was a really important uh, discussion to have, a list analysis. Yep. And I think it's good that we grade our players into different groups and see how they float across those groups as the year goes by. Are we happy to grade the groups as core best 22 players? Yep. The second tier players? Yep. Then depth players and then out of contract players on their last legs? So I think those are fair, yeah, four yeah. fair groups. And I think we even might disagree on where a couple of them lie as well. Yeah, no, that's fair um, enough as well. Yeah, 100%. And at the end of the show, make sure you stick around, because at the end of the show, we're going to be talking about some potential trade targets that Carlton should be looking at in the off-season, and Bolt's got a little bit of insight into one of those that we may actually be interested in. So let's kick it off, starting with our core best 22 players. Now... I've so, compiled my list, which has 16 players, which I thought was a lot. So these are players that just under no circumstances will be leaving the football club. Or, well, it's, it's just we're, players we're, that it's, they're in the 22 pretty much no matter what, that we can rely on, really. Yeah. So it's players that have already established themselves as best 22 players yeah. and that we can rely on. And if they're fit, they're in the 22. Obviously, right, so, so some, some players we know will make up the nucleus of the next premiership team. Exactly. Here, so. exactly. Okay. Now, there are a couple of old players in here who may not be around when the next premiership, you know, team for yeah. that next premiership, but we're still going to include them there because they're sort of in that core group now. Yeah. Now, I'll throw some names your way. And I want you to say if you agree or disagree. First yep. one being the former skipper, Mark Murphy. Yeah, and I think with Murph especially, isn't he's at the twilight. But I think Murphy's still playing good footy. And I think he might be one of those players. And I think even Murphy said it himself a few weeks ago in the media, compared himself to Shane Crawford in the fact that he might just have to become a role player and hopefully gets carried to a flag. Exactly. And I think that we'll be happy if he's, you know... Yeah. I've always said I actually wouldn't mind seeing Murph finish his career as a forward. He's got yeah. the most amazing goal sense, well, in my we've, opinion. We've got it. He, he, he does, and he always has. Except, I think he, a, except he butchered that one running in like, nah, on he Sunday did, night. He did. He got a little bit unselfish, Murph. But yeah. He, he does have a good goal sense. He has but, amazing um, goal sense, and I think if you just chuck him in as a sneaky small forward... Yeah, we've got him playing a little bit um, defensively as well the last fortnight, because he ran with Joe Hannison a bit on Sunday night. Yeah, but I think he, the fact that... Murphy's still very relevant for us, and how old would he be now? He'd be 31, about, I was 32. Yeah, so yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, a couple more years, hopefully he can stick As long around. as he doesn't start getting the soft tissue injuries, you exactly, know, like the, the exactly. hammies, the calves, the old man injuries. He's been he, okay the last few years. Yeah, Touch but, wood. but even like, yeah, but even like his injuries that he's had have been, you know, your shoulders and, mm. your, and your ankles, they've, they've, more like ligaments never been, rather than muscle tears. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with Murph, and... What a fairy tale it would be if we could win a flag in his last year. He, I actually can't think of a player other than Simo who deserves it more than Murph around, at our club. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. So, well, the next one is Simo. He's yep. currently in there. And he's in the same boat as Murphy. Probably. Exactly. He's probably obviously a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so he might not be able to go as far as, as long as Murphy, but um, same goes. He's yep. going nowhere from the 22 right now. And the next one's Cruiser, who's almost in a similar boat as well. Well, this is the interesting one with Cruiser, because obviously now we've been introduced to Mark Pittenet, who's 
Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, who is a much better tap ruckman than Matty Cruz. Probably not as damaging around the ground, because Cruz is a beast around the ground when mm. he wants to be. And we've, but- we forget about that. I've seen a lot of Carlton supporters saying, well, Cruz is not in the 22 anyway. I think it's stiff. You've got to remember how good Cruiser is. Even last year, he had some games where he where he goes to town. He went to town on Grundy and Marshall last year. He yeah. had two very good ruckmen. He's 31, though, and we know his body is battered. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting with Cruz. I and think he, it's he, a case uh, with Cruz. Whatever we get out of him from here on in is just, you know, we'll take what we can get. And if not, well, we've got someone waiting in the wings. And look, there's always the fair chance that he might kind of sense it a bit like Sam Jacobs and be like, hey, you know, this team needs a ruckman for the next two years. I might just go and finish there. I'm not saying he will or won't. Mm. But even, you know, if Essendon come to knocking, honest, maybe or... GWS should be looking at him. Well, let's be honest, as in... You know, I don't. I I just think for GWS they've got Mumford, Jacobs. What's the point of adding Cruiser? Really? Oh, as in Mumford is not going to go on. No, and I and don't think Jacobs, Jacobs can't get a game. But I'm just saying, you know, having three Ruckman or you know whatever it is. Well, I'm saying for next that's... year they'll get rid of Jacobs and Mumford. Yeah, they, could they, they replace they... them with Cruiser. Potentially, as in they should look. I still don't want. I want Cruz around. No, I, I want. I, I, I want Cruz to stay. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying other clubs may. You're right. That may. That situation may happen. Just like you know how Jacobs was pushed out with O'Brien last. You would yeah. have fathomed it at the start of the year that Riley O'Brien would move Sam Jacobs mm. out of the footy club, and you it's would have true. fathomed it at Carlton that Pitternet would move Cruiser out of the club. But it just might be one of those things where it might just be best for. Mm. But for club and player but then again we don't have much underneath pit in it so yeah no look for me it's a no-brainer you keep Cruz around but uh yeah we have to be we have to acknowledge that that may happen uh the next one Paddy Cripps he's definitely I'm not even going to ask you about that uh good player <laughs> Harry Mackay is he I was going to say sorry back to Cruz he's out of he's an unrestricted free agent this year so if he gets the sense that hey when you know He's mm. not in our future plans. He might look elsewhere. Because we remember he was going to go, yeah, medical at the Bulldogs a couple of years ago. And yeah. opted to stay. He'll be actually an interesting one, Cruiser. Very um, interesting. Look, and Cripps is obviously a Carlton man through and is through. Is Harry Mackay, has he, has he made that move from the second tier players now to an established 22? Oh, I, yeah, well... I think, I, I think there's a lot of players. There's a bit of overlap in that, though, because I think there's a lot of established players who are still your second-tier type of players. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be like a... Or he, hopefully he is, but at the moment he's not a frontliner. But he's definitely, you know, when he's up and going, a best 22 player, although his form has been very dodgy over the last 12 months. But, I mean, Harry McKay's not going anywhere. Yeah, and I think we can we can say he's an established core player. Yeah, he's contracted to the end of next year, and then his next contract will be a big one for him. Yeah, no, he's he's in that group. Yeah, and I think that we can chuck in Mitch McGovern and Charlie Kerno, those three as established core yeah. players. Yeah, so McGovern's well, McGovern's actually out of contract this year, so he only signed for two years at Carlton. But no, he's, he's a Carlton he's, boy, he's, though. Yeah, he's not going to leave because you know. But, I but think the, my we're, question, we're getting the best out of McGovern at the moment. My question but to you think, is, is are those three core players so, or are they second tiers? Well, I still think... So McGovern and McKay are probably still more... You know, they're never going to be your superstars, you know, A players. But, so but the I, core players don't have to be superstars. No, they are core players. I, I don't think Carlton... I'm just saying with core the list, 22. No, no, I agree. With the list we've got, we probably can't win a flag without McGovern and McKay. Yeah, yeah. That was my question. These yeah. are like the core 22s. Liam Jones is in there. Sam Doherty's in there. Sam Walsh, I don't yeah. think oh, they're questioning all, no, him. They're all going. They're, they're, those guys aren't going anywhere with Charlie Kerno. They're Jake, all on long contracts. Jacob Wiedering. Now, here's a couple. Here's a couple. Uh, I'm going to chuck Jack Martin in that group as well. Yeah, he's there till 2024, Martin. Now, Levi Kasbols. For me, he's, he's a core 22 player. He's in that group, that first tier group of footballers who are going to make the 22 if they're fit, regardless yeah, of... Yeah, no, 100%. Basically. So it's an interesting one, Caswell. So he's out of contract again this year, and obviously he becomes a free agent for the second but time. But he's Carlson through and through. 100%. He probably owes the club a little bit. Well, we actually owe each other a bit, to be honest. We do, we do. But um, how old's Caswell now? He's 30, so I doubt many clubs are going to go chase. Oh, you never know, actually. He's been playing that well. But no, he'll definitely re-sign a Carlson. How much, do you, how much would you speculate Caswell's next contract would be worth? In my opinion, Levi's, the, Levi's probably years? been on peanuts for his whole career. So yeah. I would I would actually love to repay him and give him a nice contract to oh. end his career just because of how good he's well, become. I was going to say maybe like, I know it's not a huge contract in, you know, compared to what we see, but I was going to say, you know, for a 30-year-old, if he's getting a two-year deal worth, you know, 400, 450 a year, mm. I think that'd be, 
you know, justification. Yep, yep. No, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, the next one, Nick Newman. Interesting one with Newman, because obviously he's not going to play for the rest of 2020. So he's- whilst he's out, you've got guys like Williamson developing before our eyes. You know, Petreski Seaton's going to try and lock down a spot down there as well. So is it's, Newman? It's, if Newman's fit, though, I still see yeah, him as I a core twenty-two player. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Nick Newman fan, to be honest. So I don't see him as a second tier. No, yeah, I, I don't think his spots usually up for jeopardy. But I did see a couple of people online the other day saying that they don't know where he fits into it. But I think I'm a big, you know, when Simpson leaves the door, Newman. I'm a big rap for Nick Newman. Same. I think Nick, Nick Newman's very important. He's a good footballer. Yeah, really he's, good he's footballer. A good player. Uh, Eddie Betts, obviously, he's yep. just locked away there. So he, can, our, he can play for as long as he wants. So our core, yeah, exactly. He'll be riding his own contracts, Betts. Honestly. So our core group of players, as it stands, we've got Murphy, Simo, Cruz, Cripps, Mackay, McGovern, Jones, Doherty, Walsh, Betts, Martin, Wiedering, Newman, Charlie, Casbolt, and the 16th one was Ed Kernow. Yep. He's also in there. So... Yes, yeah, so that's 16 players right now. But I think these are guys, and they're not necessarily, for those listening, it's not necessarily your best 16 players. Oh, no, not necessarily but I think our it, best. It's more the fact these are people, these well, are guys. They are our best, to be well, fair. Yeah, and even so, these are guys that A, aren't going to leave Carlton, and B, guys that we're not going to want to leave Carlton, and yep. B, you know, being a Carlton recruiter. And know, if these 16 guys are fit every week, they're playing. Yeah. So those are our cores at the moment. And you're going to yeah. see a couple guys drop in and out of that group. 100%. Because I'm looking at your second tier players and there's a couple who are... Easily know, in the 22. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Second t- And when I say, you know, that group could change, you know, Simo could retire at any minute. Cruz, Murph, um, they could not only retire, but some of these players, as they get older, they could sort of drop back into that group of second-tier players 100%. if they don't keep their level up. So, and so this second tier, and we spoke about it on the podcast after the Western Bulldogs game, my team of misfits. I think yeah. this this next category, this is where the misfits come to play. So the first one, Jack Silvani. I don't think he's a core, you know, established player well, just well, yet. Well, and as we sit here right now, he's going to have to work for a spot back into this Carlton yeah, team anyway. exactly, exactly. So, so you know, he's whilst, a... whilst I think he's easily in the 22 and a really good player, yeah. he's not part of that, you know, core group he's who still got to earn he's his just spot. picked every week regardless. Yeah, but um, yeah, he won't be leaving Carlton yeah. at and all. I, and I'll put it to you this way. For those who are sort of struggling to understand the difference, it's like if Patrick Cripps is fit this week, he's going to play at anyone's expense. Yep, Jack exactly. Silvani wouldn't. Exactly. That he's a second tier. Okay, so the next one, Will Setterfield. Yeah, I love Will. I, I think if we are going to you know, contend to be a finals team and beyond that, Will Setterfield's going to have to be a really good player. Yeah, I agree. He has to be a good player. Um, there's a lot riding on him. And I think he will be from what we have been exposed to, to be honest. Yeah, I certainly agree. Yeah, no, Setterfield's going to be a good one to keep. He's actually out of contract this year as well. So this will be an interesting... Co- Hopefully we can get him Give for him the whatever next he three wants. years, I Give reckon. Give him whatever he wants. Three, four-year deal. Uh, so just for those listening, the group above is the core best 22 players. Bolt, let me know if you think anyone belongs there instead of this current group, which is yep. the second tier. I always think And the group of- below is the depth players. So let me know yeah. if someone belongs there instead of a second tier. Yeah, no, Silvani's definitely where he should be. I think Setterfield... Do you think he's almost a core already? Nah, nah. We'll keep Needs him a bit where more he is. Time. Yeah, yeah, we'll Needs keep him where he is. He's only played 20-odd games, that's, Setterfield. Well, that's why I kept yeah. him there. Because I think if Setterfield was out, he'd definitely, they'd definitely try to get him back in, but I don't think he's on yeah. the same level as like Cripps, Doherty. And it's, once again, because if Setterfield, let's say, was injured and you had Matt Kennedy playing in the midfield and he played a good game, you know, you wouldn't... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I know, you wouldn't be yeah. shifting the puzzles. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the piece of the puzzle, but yeah. Next one in the second tier is Michael Gibbons. Gibbo. Um, yeah, look, he's obviously not going to be going anywhere. Um, they're they're going to want to you know, keep him and lock him up for the next few years as well, he Gibbons. He's awesome. He's just so and good. And I actually think he would come straight back into the team, Michael Gibbons. So you reckon he's almost a core now? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, yeah, I think he's going to get a top 10 placing in the best and fairest this year, Oh, Gibbons. certainly. Well, if the season ended now, it'd yeah, almost I, be top five. I think Gibbons by, you know, next year, you know, we've... A lot of people make the Kane Lambert comparisons. Yeah. Um, and I think he's taking that step up. You know, he's probably he's probably a bit more forward oriented than Lambert at the moment. Yep. But um yeah, no. So Gibbo, Gibbons is important. So he's so you'd have him in the cause. Yeah, I can't believe we've come to this place, but I think so. Okay. I've still got him in that second tier. I but... think he'd play I think he'd come straight in. I don't I think he's yeah. Got he's a clear he's spot. untouchable in the twenty two. He was untouchable last year as well. I, yeah, I, it's true. Jesse Kupaya. 
He's, 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 he's growing handy. in front of our eyes. He is Gibbons. It's it's phenomenal. Really. Okay, so maybe he's somewhere in between those two groups. Yeah, he is. Okay, uh, next one, Petrovsky. This is an interesting one as well because he's never been dropped in his Carlton career. He's never, I don't. I he's can't played. remember him ever playing reserves. No, he's never. He's never. He, I know he started in the team round one twenty. But I still don't see him as a core. He hasn't. He's not good oh, enough yeah, yet. He probably is in the bottom six to eight plays at the in terms of output at the moment. Mm. But I still think. He, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, he, yeah, you're right. He's probably I mean, we haven't got to him yet, but I think he's I think he's literally on the exact same pedestal as Zach Fisher. Yep, probably in terms of where they sit within the club. So I think probably. you know I know Fisher wasn't picked on the weekend, but they know he's in the you know the best 22 players. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of finding spots. So you're right. If if you know See, Newman, if though- Newman, Marshbank were playing, Petreski said and was squeezed out. And there wasn't an obvious person who I met. He'd probably have to bide his time again down below. Mm. See, my thing though is, if Setterfield's not in that core, Petrovsky Seedon isn't because I prefer Setterfield at the moment. He's playing better footy. Yeah, no, I agree. Next one, Tom Williamson. He's in that second tier, or is he a depth? Um, I see him as second tier. No, it's a tough. Well, this is how we've got to put it. If Nick Newman was playing, I don't think said. I don't think Williamson would have played much footy yet. So he, he might be depth for the time being, but he's playing at a level high enough for him, you know, to think of himself as more than a depth player. When I say second tier, not all these guys no, 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 are in no, no. the twenty-two. I'm just I, no, saying no, no, they are. They are in that group where they're going to be. They're the fringe guys. They're no, the, they're no, the no, fringes no, no, coming no, no. in and 100%. out. One hundred percent. Look, he's in the, the twenty-six man squad on yeah. a Sunday at, okay. at the very least. Williamson. Okay. So, there 100%. We, so should we keep him there or put him in the Yeah, depth? no, we'll put him there. But, but you got to mean, in no, his, I know in his position I know alone, I'm not sure how much opportunity he would have had this year without Newman going down and Marchbank being yeah. injured and even no, Dale Thomas right. not being on the list. You're right, though. Uh, the next, I'll put these three. I'll put two, sorry, these two, actually. Zach Fisher and David Cunningham. Yep. So, yeah, they're almost playing in this. Cunningham's, Fisher's probably got a little bit more midfield minutes than Cunningham. Mm. But, um... Yeah, I think those, and we've seen it with Fisher. I think it's been a bit of a reality check for Zach Fisher. He had yep. a very disappointing 2019. Yep. And I think, you know, he's gone, he had to play in the seconds. Yep. He on had the to. weekend because there was just no one obvious to drop. Yep. And he'll and, probably play another game there, to be and honest. Yeah, and look, Carlton have acknowledged that he's a best 22 player, but we just can't find a spot for him right now. And that's yep. just the reality of it. They're playing well. That's an, and, and it's an and, issue and, one and, have. and that is because people like David Cunningham are playing well. Yep. So they're both second tiers. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Jack Nunes. This is an interesting one. It's, he probably is a second tier player. <sighs> I feel like he belongs in this group. There are guys here who are better than him, obviously, yeah. but he's not a depth player. Yeah, well, we we didn't really bring him into the club to be a depth player. I That's why I'm saying he's a second tier. Thought. But um, yeah, it is a tough one. Once again, when you've got a full complement of players available, how much games does Nunes play? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Probably isn't in the team, to be he's fair. He's probably not. But once again, the fact that he's in the team, he's played all six games this year, he hasn't been great. He's had his moments, you mm-hmm. know, for the good and the bad. But, yeah, he, well, he's the definition of just a fringe guy that plays for survival every week, really. Yeah, that, that's what he is. So yeah. he, that's part of the second tier, But I at guess. least, you know, he's one of those guys that... Look, I know he's not the most talented footballer I've ever seen at Carlton. I've seen plenty worse, though. But I think he's one of those guys, if you had an injury... That is, like, next... You know, you could always kind of rely on just that big yeah. body to kind of just do what he needs to yeah, kind of yeah. do news. experienced guy as yeah. well. Uh, Mark Pittenet, I think that's fair. He's not a yeah. core just yet because not just yet, but just only because of the uncertainty with exactly. how we manage him in Cruiser. I think exactly. we'll, we'll only know a definitive on Pittenet once we see what happens when Cruiser is available yeah. and so how they play together. Tier. For now, he is, but yeah, I think he, by the start round one next year, I think I can't see Pittenet not playing. Yeah, I th- well, I think he's definitely going to become a core. Yeah, I think uh, I think all these players will become cores. One hundred percent. Yeah, Mark Pittenet's. Look, they raved about him at Hawthorne, and you can kind of see why. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, no, nah, that is the and like when t- we, that, that is the apprentice to Matty Cruiser. And when we come back and do this again in six weeks, we may have moved a set of field into the core. We may have 100%. moved, I mean, and we may have moved. Maybe Zach Fish is still playing in the second, six yep, weeks later. Yep, we yep. don't know. And he, maybe he's now gone down to the depth. Well, tier. I'm just looking at the list now. Matt Kennedy's a depth player. If he has, if he puts together another five games like he just did. He'd become a second tier. Yeah. So and, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and this like is a, why Mur- the, a Murphy could become a second tier. Yeah, I mean, and, you don't and, know. And this is why the six-week gaps 
you know, probably appropriate as well. You yep, know, to we'll judge have three, these players. Three installments of looking at where our list is at. Okay, yeah, perfect. Uh, and then Lockie Plowman, I think he's a second tier. And I, and I know Carlton supporters are not going to like this. They're going to say he's a core. The reason I put him in this in this group of second tier is because I think if we could get someone in in the trade period who's better than Lockie Plowman, then Lockie Plowman would lose his spot. I, yeah. You know, and, I, and I honestly... There's just no, this, comp- there's this no competition really for his spot, though. That's, 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 that's why he's playing. That's the thing. I felt like if there was competition, he'd be in that second tier. I think... I think Carlton need to look for some depth in that position 100%. in the offseason. And that has been just the issue. to create some competition. And that has been spots. the issue with Carlton for a very long time. That mm. people have just been playing without the consequence or fear of being dropped. No matter how bad they play, they know they'll play next week. And also, I mean, when you compare Lockie Plowman to your Crips, your you know Doherty, Walsh, oh, as in like, uh, Weedering, he's like, not on their level. No, of he's course. Not. That's why I haven't put him as a core. So. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I don't think he's at that level yet where he's untouchable because he's not. No. Yeah, I just think we need some competition as that for that third tall. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. Yes. Okay. So now our depth players. Now, these are the guys who have either... Some of these guys have played. Some of them have played a lot of football. But these are our depth players who are sort of... They, they're going to get games, some of them. They're going to be in and out of the team. But they are the guys we're looking at for depth when injuries come about, and, and I when think it's also guys second tier players. They're go going to down. be on the list next year as exactly. well. Exactly, and like some of these second tier players may be out of form. You may throw one of them out. Like if Nunes is out of form, you may drop him and bring in one of these depth players. Same goes for like a, you know, a Williamson or a, uh, you know, Cunningham or whoever. Yeah. So these depth players, I'm going to throw some names. You let me know if you think any of these should be higher on the list. Paddy Dow. Yep. Depth player. Yeah. Well, look. Paddy Dow is probably the player I like to hate the most at the Carlton Football Club, just because I just think with Paddy Dow, his kicking's his kicking isn't there. Paddy Dow, yeah, that's in fair. terms of technique, his technique's very off, and I'm not even talking set shot. His field kicking's got no penetration, so I think Paddy Dow's just got to work on his craft a little bit. Yeah, and you know whether we see him this year, whether we see him next year, I'm not sure. But I just think he had, just has to work on his game, really, Paddy Dow. So at the moment, he's a depth player. I can't see him getting a look into this Carlton team at the moment, and he's not quick enough. Yeah, no, nah, there's a lot to there's a lot that he needs to there's work a on. A lot of water to go out, and I know a lot of people saw Paddy Dow play. You know, 40 of the first 45 games of his career, whatever it was. I think those numbers. 2018 was a terrible year for us. The first half of 2019 when he was playing under Bolton, you know, they were playing him in the middle, just totally out of his depth. Mm. And then we shifted him forward to get the bigger bodies back in the middle. He wasn't finding the footy under Teague. We did drop him for an instance Mm. under Teague. But yeah, I I just think he's got to toil away for a bit and work on his game, Paddy Dow. Because I don't think he's anywhere near it right now. That's fair. That's fair. And I think it's evident in his performances, really. Yeah, it really is. Like round one, he was out of his depth again. It's the harsh reality, but... That's just where he sits right now, Paddy Dow. Lockie O'Brien, he's a depth player. He's a depth player. And, but um, I, I see him, if he starts playing, I could see him move into that second tier very quickly. Same. Because I because what he's got on his side that Dow doesn't is he can dispose of the ball really well. He's a beautiful kicker. He's, he's, he's a really nice kick, Lockie O'Brien. Yeah. Um, I just think he probably... And look, he did get a bit of continuity. But once again, like Dow and O'Brien were introduced in the 2018 mm. Massacre like we're losing by twenty goals every week. Yeah. We've got these like raw eighteen-year-olds playing in, you know, through the middle. Yeah. So I think once again, O'Bri- actually, I actually think O'Brien's going to be a really good player. I hope so. I, I can see it. He's got the pace and he's got a beautiful kick. I can see him becoming a true wingman. We've just got to see him. But right now, he's um, you know, a depth player. He hasn't been an emergency this year either. Which yeah, I'm, which I'm, it's a bit concerning. Oh, was he one this week? No, he ha- I don't think he. No, has I think he's been. been once, maybe. Yeah, not really. He hasn't really been knocking that hard though. But he's been playing well in those scrap matches. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to know. The, the it scratch is hard match. to know. Uh, the next one, Matt Kennedy. So he yep. he's he's probably the one on this list that is going to become a second tier if he can play the next six weeks. He could well. go either way though, because we've got because Kennedy's out of contract this year. Yes. Yeah, so so, he, if, if, so he, if Kennedy plays, if he's dropped in a fortnight, all of a sudden he's back in the reserves and he's thinking, "Ooh, I'm out of contract here." He, and then he goes into the group of out of contract on their last legs. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he has to fight for a new contract rather than just a game. Mm. So I think Kennedy could go either way. He could. This is a real. This is a career defining month for him. Really, he's it got is. the opportunity. He's given himself a performance where he's probably bought another two weeks. Yep. 
He's got to take it with both hands. Yeah, he does. The next one, uh, I'm just going to rattle off a few names here who haven't played yet, but they're in that depth group. Fraser Phillips, Josh Honey, Sam Ramsey, Brody Kemp, Liam Stocker, Tom DeConning. Oh, sorry, Liam Stocker has played, and so has Tom DeConning. But I feel like those guys, they're just depth yeah, players five at the games moment. and under, and you, we can add Philp in there as well. I was going to so Philp in there as well. And then this is the interesting one. But just before we move on to this very interesting one, those guys, obviously the new draftees, they're going to be there next year. I think all these guys will be. Well, Fraser Phillips was a rookie, wasn't he? Yeah, they won't get rid of I think Fraser Phillips has shown a bit in, yeah, the, in the reserves. No, they'll keep him. And then, yeah, the other ones, I would, I'd love to see Stocker. I think what we saw with Philp was likable. Yeah. But yeah. once again, he's got, you know, he's That's very, me. very raw as these well. These guys you are know? guys that literally are depth plays. So they're guys who have just come into the club or came in last year. You know, they're really young, young talents who are depth for now who, if they get games, may move into that second tier. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. Now, the other one in this depth list, and Carlson fans are going to hate me for this, but I've put him in this list. I don't know if you'll agree with me, Bolt, because I think he... I think we all get sucked into the fact that we gave up a lot for him, and I just don't think he's proven to us yet that he's a very good player, and that's Caleb Marchbank. Yeah. Because I think when he's fit again... He's going to need to put in a really good month or two-month block in the reserves to then put his hand up for selection. Well, I'll put it. To, I would. I, I would go nuts if he came straight in when he's ready. I'm going to ask you two questions about Caleb Marchbank because I agree with you, and I'm going to show you with these questions why he, you know, isn't an automatic in. If he was to be available for selection this week, who would he replace? But I, I, I agree would, with you. I would not bring him in, but I would, I'm just saying if the club do. Because last but the, year, but the, fact that the last no one, two years, uh, he's been in and out the whole of those I two still, years. I still don't know what kind of a player he is. I find him just so in between. Like I don't think he's a very good one-on-one defender. I think oh, he's, he's a terrible I, one-on-one I defender. I think he's a good interceptor. That's, that's, but once he again, needs to be an interceptor. We've now got Doherty. And how many people within your back six can you have playing, you know one-way footy, mm. which is, you know, offensive. I just... That's, I, what, that's what lets him down, the fact that I think he's a really, really poor one-on-one defender. I think Marchbank might be handy in another club, but I honestly just think with the the way our... the composition of our list, I honestly just think his role is redundant at Carlton. I really do. I just don't... And he, you know, he's only played 40 games at Carlton. I don't think he's got enough he runs. he played that many? So this is his fourth year now. Wow. He's been with us for a bit. Marchbank. I just and the other thing is, like, could you name a really good Caleb Marchbank game? Well, that's th- that's why I've got him in this depth group because I just don't think anything he's done warrants him to be a second tier player. Like when and he's look, fit, I want to see him play a month or two in the devel- in the development team, the reserves, whatever it's called, before he's considered for selection because he needs to put in a good body of work. And you know his reputation and the fact that we gave up so much for him shouldn't warrant automatic selection. Oh, no, it definitely shouldn't warrant automatic selection. But it has in the last two years. I know. Well, hopefully, we've come a little bit more. Yeah, we've come, we've come as far. A, as a football club. Because even last year, you know, we had Jones injured for a while. Mm. Um, you know, we had Casbot playing fullback. You know, the year before, we had Rowe playing at fullback. Mm. You know, so we have been... You know, we're now very... And it's, you know, a lot of good footy clubs... You, you know a footy club's going well when you know the back six every single week. And, you yes. know... And the fact that we know our back six right now yes. just shows great stability in the club. It's yes. very, very important. And if you if you go, and I like throwing back to 2011 when we finished fifth, you knew that every single week you were going to have the back seven of Jamison, Henderson, Laidlight, Digan, Scotland, Yaron, Simpson. Every single week, it wasn't even a question who was yep. coming in and yep. out of yep. that yep. back And that's group. what you want. That's exactly what you need. Yeah. So we'll move on to our next group. Also, we'll get back to Marchbank as well when we speak about potential trade targets because he's out of contract at the end of the year. Okay. So I, I think that's Did your bat. Did he not sign on? Not that I know of. I'm pretty... I'll quickly confirm that I've got the... No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he I'm actually is out sure of contract. I'm pretty sure he's out of contract at the end of 2020, but I... I that that for me... We'll talk about it at the end, players yeah, who But may... that for me would be... Your um your bargaining chip really okay. if you needed to push on a trade. Okay. But yeah. So the next group we're talking about is players who are out of contract at the end of the 2020 season and are on their last legs. And there's going to be people in here who Carlson supporters aren't going to be happy that we're naming, and they're going to be saying that's really stiff. But the reality of AFL football is 
if you're in the system for two years and you don't really show anything, you're probably going to be moved on, especially if you're a late pick. So there are guys on this list who you're not going to be happy to hear, but they just haven't it's really that, come along if, in those... And, if, and as a, you know, a list management team, if it takes you too long to move these players on, you get a list like we had in 2014, 16, where we've just got these players and it's like, and all of a sudden they build up, they accumulate like eight or nine of them and it's like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. You know, the list is going nowhere. Exactly. So the first one, Darcy Lang, I think he's out of contract at the end of the year. He's got to, he's got to show something. Otherwise he's... Exactly. And look, he had his crack in round two and I actually thought he'd play that game when Silvani was the laid out and he just didn't do enough really. Well, he didn't really do anything, did he? He had, he four, he kicked, had two kicks and kicked a goal. Mm. Um, didn't do enough. And look, he's only 20, he's 25 by the end of the year. Um, I just think there's others ahead of him now. Yeah, and I mean... I just think he's well down the He's had order. so many cracks. The whole second half of last year, he played pretty much he every played, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just never third showed year anything. Carlton, I can't see them extend... I can't see them going out of their way to extending Darcy Lang's yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly. I think at this point, you'd rather draft a small forward and give him a crack than give Lang another year. Yeah. Next one, Harrison McCready. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, I, it was... Because all- he came into the list and played straight away played and was actually away. okay. It's, his his first month of AFL, he was just going about his business, and people thought, "Well, this guy's probably going to be in our back six in the future." It's bizarre. So he did he play a game in two thousand and eighteen? I don't know, eighteen, nineteen. He played against GWS. Had a horror. Do you remember? I think he played on Himmelberg last yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. Yeah, he that's had a horror. right. That's right. I, I, you're right. I forgot about that game. Played so the one the, game last year. You're right. So that's the only game he's played since his debut year of 2017. Mm. That game last year up in GWS. And he's had his injuries. He's had his fair share. He has. And look, he only played, what was it, eight games in his first year. So I, th- I think he's in trouble. Yeah. I think McCready's in trouble. If he doesn't play this year, they're not going to give him oh, another contract. That's one game in three years. He's out of contract. I can't see them doing that, to Now, be the next one, Cam Paulson. He's had a lot of cracks. Yeah, well, you know, he played the whole back half of 2018. Well, that's what I'm saying. I I reckon he's played a good 20 games. Uh, So he's got 16. Okay, sorry. So 16. So yeah, I I think he's had a crack. He was an emergency this week. Yep. He played the first three games of 19. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've actually moved him down back. They've moved him uh, off the back flank. And apparently he's playing really well off the back flank. And that warranted his emergency selection on the weekend. Once again, I think... We're now, he's now, it's his fourth year on the list. Mm. So I think we're now in a position where he has to convince us that he deserves a so, spot so on the list the this rather than of, us going out of our way to give exactly. him a contract. This group of players are guys that if they don't do anything for the rest of this year, they won't be there next year. Yeah, I and think, I think it's fair to say Lang, McCready and Paulson all won't be there next yeah, year the if three they don't of them, do anything. The three, the three of them have to get the ball rolling for themselves. Yes. Now yeah. the next three, it's going to be really stiff because these are guys who came into the system as 18-year-olds and have only been on the list for two years, but they just haven't even put themselves anywhere near AFL selection, uh, to be honest. I know Maddie Cottrell's been an emergency a couple of times last year, but uh, yeah, I think him, Ben Silvani, and Finn O'Dwyer are probably three guys who are just going to get moved on if they aren't showing us anything in the second half of this yeah, year. Yeah, we've got to avoid list cloggers and... I know you can't... You've got to be ruthless. Yeah, and I know it's hard to call someone that hasn't played a game a list clogger, but at the end of the day, you want as many, you know, squads win premierships, and we need 32, 33 able players every single week to play football. Exactly. And look, if you've got to move players on to bring in, you know, better talent in the trade period through, you know, free agency, then this is what you've got to do. And I think these guys, the fact you said they haven't even been close. Mm. Cottrell, Cottrell's been an emergency, emergency couple one, of, times. one or two times. The other but... two haven't even come close. Yeah. And I'm not, maybe they'll give them one year extensions, tops, but once again, I'm just not, I'm just not sure where they sit internally though. It's very hard to know with yeah, players that's like exa- that. With players like that, they may be, you know, playing really well in the reserves. You don't know. But for now, I think... And they might have got to the club and they might have said to someone like Finbar O'Dwyer who came very slight, they might have said, hey, you know, we can see, you know, just like the way your body's set, you know, you might not be filling out till you're 21, 22. Mm. So, you know, we'll back you in till then. I'm not sure what the go is with these guys, to be honest, but I think from a fan's perspective, all we can say is they haven't played, they haven't really 
come close. Come close to playing. And if they don't... If basically these three guys, I think if they don't do anything more than they've done already, if they yeah. don't do anything And the anything fact they were late, they're all very late picks and yeah, that's Cottrell a, was that's a supplement the thing. pick. They were late picks. The club didn't invest much into them. Yes, if they don't do anything for the remainder of this season, I'm not sure they're going to be able to warrant another contract. I agree. And now I've put a little group of floaters. There's only two of them. And these are guys who I'm worried are going to get to listed who I actually think deserve to stay on. One being Matty o- Matt Owies. Yep. I'd love to see him just get another year because I think he's coming along. You've got to remember so he's a he, basketballer. I know he was very close last year at yeah. one point to yeah. playing. Um, I haven't really... I'd love to just see him have another year. I think he's been on the rookie list for two years. So he's a Category B rookie, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This is his second year on the so list. So can you, can you be on for three? Yep, you can. So yeah, they'll give him another year. They're not going to delist him. He's been coming along well. Yep. So he's he's a floater. I don't know much about him, but I think the other one you're going to bring up, being Hugh Goddard... Yes. I'd, I'd give him another year. I'd 100% give him another year, just on the basis that... He's actually next in. You're right. Oh, he is. Because if Jones or Wiedering goes... Let's forget Casbolt for a moment because Casbolt plays everywhere. Yeah. If Jones and or Wiedering go down, Hugh Goddard's playing. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, and that's where, you know, Sam Rowe might have been handy to have last year because we yep. used Goddard twice last year. Look, one of the games he got knocked out early. The other game was against probably the reigning premiers, West Coast. He, I thought he played all right in one of his games last year. Yeah, he, he? he was playing okay against Sydney. Then he got hit. I forgot oh, who. True. I forgot who bumped him. Yeah, then, I remember whoever that. it was got suspended. I forgot who it was. And then he played against West Coast a couple of weeks later. But I think Goddard. It's one of those plays where it's just like, it's almost you like, lose nothing from having him on the exactly. list. Exactly. And it's like you know when we had Phillips and Loby. It's like you know you don't really want to use them, but if you need to, they're, serv- service- they're serviceable yeah. enough yeah, to serviceable. play for the odd week here yeah. and there. And that's probably why Hugh Goddard, I think, should stay on the list. And it's a bit like, you know, Sydney went and got Caden Brand as a delisted free agent. Yep, it's the exact thing. same yeah. thing. Okay, now time to move on. Probably the part everyone's been waiting for when we talk about some potential trade targets. Yep. And I've categorized these into two groups. Yep. One being a group that I'd like to call the big fish. Yep. So, I mean, you're lucky to get one. You're very lucky to get two. You're probably not going to get more than two for this group. And you probably, you know, may not even get one. And just to lower but, people's expectations here, these aren't people necessarily linked to Carlton. No, these, no, no. these are just plays that, you know, we presume are going to be testing the market. Exactly. And- these, are, these are guys who are out of contract. Not all of them. Not all of them. And I'll tell you which ones are and which ones aren't. I've put people here who are out of contract who are what we would call a big fish. Now... This guy is not out of contract. Yep. But he's been heavily linked, actually, to Carlton. And Bolt, you're adamant he'll be at, he'll be at us next year. Yep. Ollie Wines. Yeah. Why are you adamant he'll play for Carlton in 2021? I know for a fact that he's very unsettled at Port Adelaide. Yep. He's obviously lost the captaincy. He had the off-field incidents last year with the jet skiing and the shoulder. He had the COVID breach this year. And I just think, you know, he's a Victorian boy. It's his, he's been in it. And he wanted to come back at the end yeah. of last year. And, and you know what? And it kind of did get some rumblings in the media last year about Wines potentially coming back. And it got quickly shut down by Port Adelaide. But th- there was more. There was way more to it. He wanted to get that move going. His manager was pushing and Port Adelaide just shut the door on him and said, mm. there's just no way. It's not happening. I think Ollie Wines will 100% get to the end of the year. I'm not going to say 100 because I don't want to commit to that. But I'm very confident that I, I believe that Ollie Wines will get to the end of the year and request a trade and want to go to Carlton. But will it necessarily be Carlton or will he will he say oh, I'm, I'm happy I'm, to look, go to a Victorian yes, I'm club? I'm sure he's not going to restrict it to Carlton originally. You know, I think he'll declare his intentions to get home. But I know last year that Carlton was the desired club just based on the list of Carlton and also, you know, in terms of Carlton having the, you know, the picks that could have got him. And, you know, we're going into this year's draft with a first round pick and a second round pick. Yeah. And obviously you've got your future picks you can trade. So we've got enough picks at our disposal to, you know, broker a deal there. So I think Ollie Wines is definitely one to the end of the year. I think we'll be getting a bit of media attention. And I know he's contracted, but... Now, don't quote us on this. We don't want people to be thinking... I don't want to go breaking hearts, but I've been saying... I have been saying this for a while. I have put my name all over the Ollie Wines news. I'm pretty confident that he'll be wanting to get out of Port Adelaide, whether he gets out or... Like, I remember with you last year, I kept saying that I think Papley's going to come to Carlton. I kept saying it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he, he, would, he, it wasn't, he would have come to Carlton. It's just another club 
interfered with that trade. Yeah. And was the reason he didn't get to Carlton. But yeah, I, I'm confident that Carlton want Ollie Wines and I'm pretty confident Ollie Wines will want Victoria and Carlton. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah, that's fair enough and what you're saying makes complete sense. So let's just hope for Carlton and for you know, our sakes that that does end up eventuating. The next one, Tom Papley, do you think you know, do you think anything's changed here? Do you think maybe he may not mind staying there anymore? Um, well, I guess it's a bit like the Bryce Gibbs situation, you know, where he requested a trade, he got knocked back, he played really good footy in 2017 yeah. and then requested again and Carlton said, yeah, you know, you've done us a really, you know, you've given us really good service here. Yeah. You've gone out like an absolute gentleman. We'll facilitate the trade for you. I'm hoping it'll be the same with Tom Papley. Yeah. Obviously a bit different because he's younger. Yeah. And, you know, there's far more, you know, to go with Tom Papley in his career. But I'm hoping, you know, something very similar will happen and that Tom Papley will get to Carlton. But once again, you know, if you've got, you know, let's say Papley and Wines, I'm not sure if we can broker both of them. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah. Now, I'm just going to throw a bunch of names that you now who are out yeah. of contract. Cause those they two, are the two big ones. And yeah, I think they they're the are ones the that are, they, they've almost had confirmed media rumblings around those names. Exactly. Carlton. Exactly. So they've both been confirmed linked to Carlton. Yeah. Now the next group that I'm going to throw out are players who are out of contract. Yeah. Uh, nothing linked to us with any of these guys. I'm just throwing them their names out. Yep. Zach Williams, Brad Crouch, Andrew Gaff, Isaac Smith. Yep. So, Anyone there you'd look at? Isaac Smith's oh, a free agent, I think. Yep, he's a, so he's 31, and we know he had um, the Bulldogs. Actually, I think all of them are free agents, bar yes, Zach it, Smith. Bar Zach Williams, No, no, sorry. they're all free agents. Oh, that oh, he is as well. Oh, I'll have a look with Zach Williams. Uh, maybe he's just out of contract. Yeah, I think he's just out he of contract. Out, but there's a, there's a clause in Andrew Gaff's long-term deal at West Coast that says after two years he can exercise his rights as a free yep. agent. And he would be the perfect player to come to the Carlton Football Club in the most ideal of worlds. Yeah. He'd be, you know, in my interview with Terry Dagani, he actually asked me if, you know, with the war chest, if you could pick one player. And I actually threw Andrew Gaff's name into that conversation. Just really? Because he'd be perfect at Carlton. Yeah. He would fit in like a house on fire. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's, you know, going to be on the cards for us though. Nah, it probably won't be. Uh Brad Crouch, he'll probably go to the Gold Coast or stay at Adelaide. I don't think he's going to come to Carlton. Um, yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I think he'll be on the Gold Coast next year. Brad well, Crouch yep. as a free so agent. On that. I think that will be the big fish for them. Zach Williams is he gettable out of contract? Um, I read an article about a month ago saying a lot of the Victorian clubs are of the assumption that he is very gettable. Um, and he's a great player, Zach Williams, and I yeah. think that's. But a is player- he what we need? Well, you could always do with a Zach Williams. I don't think we're going to go out of our way to get Zach no. Williams, and though, I think to be you'd honest. Rather, you'd rather give up for Papley. And I think GWS will actually throw some pretty good money at him, considering they've recently lost Nathan Wilson to the Dockers. Um, but, you know, if you can build your halfback flanks with like him and Lockie Ash, who looks like a really classy player, yeah. I think you're going well. Okay, and now the last one out of the big fish is Bryce Gibbs. A lot of people saying it would be a bit of a fairy tale for him to come back. He can't get a game in Adelaide. Yeah. As bizarre as that is, I don't know what that is. If it's off-field, on-field, I don't know what it is. There's been a lot of people who have said there are some off-field issues lingering there. If Bryce Gibbs declared he wanted to return to Carlton, I'm going to ask you two questions. Yep. One being, what would he be worth and what would need to get the trade done? And two being, would you actually take him? Okay, if he... First question. So I think if he wanted to leave Adelaide, it would have to be Adelaide kind of pushing him out as well on the basis they just don't want to pay the rest of his salary. Yeah. So it would be a salary dump from Adelaide. Um, and if he's going to go anywhere, probably I'd assume it would be Carlton. I'd like to think it would be Carlton. Yeah. I think Carlton would welcome him back. I think they would. Um, and what would we have to give up? Fourth round pick? Nothing. Peanuts. It'd be like bets. It'd be like these guys. It'd be absolutely nothing. Because would you take him? Because, yeah. Why not? If, if, you know, if they're paying... It's like with bets, you know, there's nothing to lose. If they're paying half the salary, if, you know, we don't have to really give up any prime draft picks, you know, there's not much for us to lose. The thing is with Gibbs, the fact that he just can't play means he's worth nothing. Adelaide have no right to ask for anything more than a fourth round pick. Yeah, no. Because if they oh, did, Carlton would probably say, you know what, just keep him. Well, what's, yeah, what's the point for Carlton to do that? There's, yeah. there's nothing, you know, the only, it's it's like bets. You know, Carlton's only going to want to get these people. For nothing. Yeah. If they just got to sit back and sign the contract. Yeah. Get Adelaide to pay half of it. Get Adelaide to kind of just 
cut their losses a little bit. And I think Bryce Gibbs would probably thrive back in our environment, hopefully. Yeah. But um, it's very hard to know what's happening with him. It is. Now, the next group of players are role players who we could look at. These are players who you could get cheaply, and they're players who are out of contract. Yep. Now, I'm going to throw some names. The hidden gems you find in the trade These period. are the hidden gems. These are your Nick Newmans. These yes. are your Dan Butlers. These yes. are your... Give me some other Mark examples. Mark Pittenets. Yes, your Pittenets, your Butlers, your Newmans, your... Um, ja- Jamie Cripps at West Coast. Exactly. You know, these, these are just guys. guys who are out of contract, who you may be able to get for a third or fourth round yep. pick, who are worth looking at. Now, this guy, I think I, I picked him. He's out of contract at Sydney, and I think he'd provide some great depth for Lockie Plowman's position, being that third tall defender, medium-sized defender, Lewis Melican. And I completely agree. Um, he had a really good 2017. He... You know, yeah. locked down a spot in that team. He's been a, injuries have hurt him since. He has been a little bit in and out with form. I think it'd be a good change up for him. It'd be like Newman might end his time in Sydney on the fringes, but I think he'd be a real. I'm not saying he'd walk into the Carlton team by any means. Just Louis, good Louis, depth option, great depth because he can play tall and small as well. So Louis Melican, keep an eye on him out of contract. And you wouldn't at have to give. Hopefully, wouldn't have to give up much for him either. Yes, exactly. Now, once again, not saying these guys are linked with Carlton. We're just speculating. Uh, next one, Marty Hoare at Melbourne. He's out of contract at the end of the year. I don't think Melbourne would want to give him up, considering just how good he was last year. Yep. But at the same time, he fell out of favour there, and he may, you know, say to his manager, and also, find me And also, now, you know, in the year 2020, Lever's now available, May's now available. You've obviously got the McDonald's, there's Michael Hibbard, there's... These Joel Smith's Hall even been probably playing. probably isn't in their 22. I'm not sure where Marty Hall sits, and I'm a massive rep for Marty Hall. Like, big time. Yeah. There's a lot of Jeremy Laidler. I'm a big Jeremy Laidler fan as well, because he just, that is just a guy that went about his business. We got him for nothing as well from Geelong. Yeah. Um, you know, Marty Hall would be a brilliant acquisition to Carlton, I think, if we were to, you know, he'd Go be a great acquisition. He'd, I, I think he's the type of player he'd play in any system, to be honest. Yeah. And I know he's only played like 15 games, but you can just see like that's a guy that just knows football, Marty Hall. Yep, yep. Nice. So I'd look at him. Uh, Jack Petricelli at West Coast. There were some murmurs about him potentially wanting out last year. He hasn't yeah. played yet this year. He's out of contract. He's a Victorian boy. Yep. Carlton fan growing up, I'm yep. pretty sure. I think he may say to his manager, you know, I can't get a game here. Yep, and you know, Jared Cameron just came into. We've seen even Jermaine Jones has got in the game. She's got in the game. Yeah. You're he's right. at the bottom of the pecking order. He played the semi final last year. It's a bit bizarre. Yeah, I, I think he's going to say to his manager, you know, suss out if any clubs are interested. And if you're Carlton, I think we should look at him. Well, he's lightning quick. Yeah, he he's is. lightning. Good small forward option. Yeah, no, he'd be great. He'd, he'd be a really smart. These are the types of pickups. That you know, on the surface, aren't your big names, but like they it's, become it's, your role players. Yeah, it's these little they pieces mold. of the jigsaw. Exactly. Like, if you can get these little gems for nothing, they're massive. And he'd be great. He'd be brilliant for Carlton. I reckon Jack Petrocelli. Next one, Zach Giles Langdon. Same boat as Petrocelli. Out of contract at the end of, a, of the bit year. Bit more of a workhorse than Petrocelli in terms of pressure. Yeah, and he can run the through the midfield 50. as well. Yeah, I think he'd be a great pickup as well. And I think you know that's someone that struggled for opportunity the last year and a bit. Um, and they've been blooding people in his position as well. So I think that's definitely gettable as well. Certainly. Uh, Cedric Cox at Brisbane. Thoughts on him? <sighs> yeah, no. Nah, not a wrap for that, to be honest, Cedric Cox. Fair enough. He's out of contract. Small yeah. forward. We need a small. We need some small forward yeah. depth, I should say. No, nah, not for me. Fair enough. Uh, these two guys are out of contract at GWS, and I purely threw their names in. I don't know if they're gettable. I don't know if they want to leave. But every year, a first-round pick tends to walk out the doors of GWS. And Jackson Haightley and Jai Caldwell, both out of contract, end of the year. Limited opportunities for both, even though they've sort of played a couple games this year, but they may just want to they've explore kind of their options. They've taking each other's spot. Yeah, they may um, just want to explore their options in Victoria. It's a familiar tale, isn't it? A first-round oh, GWS a player coming to Carlton. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Caldwell. If I had to pick one... Same. So I know Haightley's in the team at the moment. Haightley is in the team at the moment. But if I had to pick one, it'd be Caldwell, but... Very hard to know with these guys as well. Yeah, yeah, no. Very hard to know. Uh, This one's been very injury-riddled across his whole career, but I think he's okay, and he's from the Bulldogs. He's out of contract. He may just want to see if there are any clubs on offer for a fresh start and just see if any other medical teams can 
do a little bit more for him. And I'm talking about Lin Jong. Yep. Would you have a look at him? 100%. I actually see him as a pretty similar player to Jack Silvani in a sense. Okay. I see them kind of, you know, working hand in hand. I think Lin Jong would be a great player. And once again, a really good player to add to the squad, whereby you've got 30 guys that could easily play, yep. you know, without blinking. You yep. know, um, I think Lin Jong would be a great get. I know he had he toured Collingwood a couple of years ago when yep. he came out of contract. Is, is he a free agent now? or? don't know if he's a free agent, but he's definitely out of contract. He'd be close, I reckon, Lin Jong. I probably reckon he's would been be. on the Bulldogs list for about eight years. Yeah. I'll just quickly probably, share. Probably. Well, yeah, no, he'd be a free agent, Lin Jong. So, yeah, he's 27, so it probably, you know, wouldn't offer him the world in terms, you know, financially. But, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have an issue chasing someone like that. Fair enough. Ben Ronk from Sydney, he's out of contract as well. He's I, also just been in and out of their yeah, team. Yeah, but he's kind of lost his goal-kicking way since 2018. I, I definitely have him third in that pecking order with Petrocelli and Giles Langdon, Ben Ronk. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm the same. I, yeah. I would want Giles Langdon, then Petrocelli, then Ben Ronk. Yeah. Is that your order as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. And now this one's interesting because he's out of contract and he's probably going to stick around even though there's been rumours they want him out. Not sure if he's the best player culture-wise, but the guy can play Sam Powell Pepper. Yep. Tough one. He's a tough one. He's a WA boy. I can't see him coming to Carlson. I don't... Nah, not for me to be honest. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair I, enough. Yeah. So now out of this I group... I prefer his teammate. Out of this group of players... We think Wines and Papley and Gibbs are potential big fish targets. Oh, well, I think you know, naturally, there's going to be talk at the end of the year about Wines and Papley and Carlton in the same yeah. sentence. Naturally. Yeah. Whether they happen or not, that talk will occur. Yeah, definitely. And then the players who are also sort of role players, none of these are actually linked to Carlton, but they're players who we think are worth looking at. Yeah, worth keeping an eye on and seeing, you know, their spot in the team. And over these the next... guys may all stay at their club. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Louis Melican, Marty Hoare, Petricelli, Giles Langdon, and Lin Jong are the ones who we've said we'd look at. The others probably Yeah, we I wouldn't. think this is just us speculating guys that are on the fringe of their team but, be, but could exactly. become really handy at another club. Exactly. They're just like your hidden gems in the trade yeah. period. Well... That's all we've got for you in this special edition of the Blues Footy Podcast list analysis after round six. We'd love to get your thoughts on our, you know, grading of our players and our list and the targets who we should potentially be looking I mean, at. Look, there's no rights or wrongs as well. It's 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 an opinion. It's a, yeah, thing. this is completely yeah. opinion based. This is how you view the game. Yep. Yes, we'd love to get your feedback on the Twitter line, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you use. Get in touch with us and let us know where you grade these players and if you know any players that you disagree with how we've graded them we'd love to hear from you Bolt thank you for joining me on this thank beautiful you. Wednesday evening hopefully on the weekend when I see you we've yes. got another win under the belt well, hopefully we'll be back on Sunday to record the next episode which is our game after Port Adelaide well Bluebaggers thank you for tuning into this very special edition of the Blues Footy Podcast and we look forward to seeing you again on Sunday after what is hopefully a win over the panel. Against the famous old